Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. He shoots, he scores. Welcome to the Hockey Day in Victoria weekend edition of Tech Talk. Saturday, January 20th, 2024. We are live Sunday afternoon, the 21st. We are rebroadcast and, of course, a podcast for you to fit into your lifestyle and schedule, which I suspect many of you will involve going down to Shippoint Wharf, where they are broadcasting Hockey Day in Canada, and they've got artificial skating rinks there and a myriad of events going on. Welcome to Ron McLean and the crew as they broadcast the entire day. Every Canadian hockey team in the NHL is playing today, so all day long they'll be doing that, showcasing our city. Too bad it's not sunny, but at least it's not snowing anymore. We this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. Gary Beyer from Tesseract 2.0 Computing. And I'm Brian Pavlich, it's your Tech Talk producer. How you guys doing? I'm good. Survived the snow? I, I, I loved it. I actually love snow. This was, of course, Milo's first snow. Yeah, he had a lot of fun staring, uh, sitting out at the window watching it come down, and we went and went for a couple walks, yeah. Go play. A lot of fun. Snowballs and... Little bit. He was kind of nervous about them. His, his hands got too cold the first time, and then he wouldn't touch them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once burned, yeah. Yeah. Um, show notes, by the way, I thought I found a good sign of the week to tie into this. So those of you that know, know. Those of you that don't. Show notes are at tech-talk.ca. New home from the old one tech-talk.ca tech-talk.ca if you're in US of A and then you can bookmark that to replace the old shownotes.ca one the sign of the week which is something we started during the pandemic thank you to those of you that find signs for me they are down at the bottom we've got some really cool stuff to tell you about this week including money you get some money we have three different out of court settlements that are coming up in Canada this time involving TD Bank, involving Facebook, and also involving Apple. So we will go through those. They are in the show notes there for you. Also some tech deals of the week. And we had new technology unveiled this week as well, Gary. Of all the things you saw, what struck you the most? I'm looking forward to the Apple goggles. So this is one that it's kind of interesting, Brian. Apple is about to start selling its long-awaited Vision Pro mixed reality goggles only in the USA. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they announced the availability, Groundhog Day, February 2nd, $34.99 US dollars. That's $3,499 US dollars, $46.99. Yeah, I would hope that uh, for that kind of money that they are extra special. So... That's normally what Apple does. They sit back and look. Remember the Microsoft HoloLens from years ago that wowed everybody. And they're still being used by car designers and medical people and things like that. But they never really hit mainstream because they were just too expensive. Yeah. I've and never seen one. Oh, we've used them. Oh, we, uh, oh yeah. we, we did down at one of the restaurants in the Inner Harbor. We, yeah. uh, we had the show there. And Microsoft had Lido. them there for us. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still a video of me on YouTube but. Yeah, they, they were impressive. They were impressive. So um, Apple, they actually they actually w- could play games, but when I found the game, they told me I shouldn't be there. Yes, you <laughs> found the hidden game. I played it anyways. So these are different. These are mixed reality, not <clears throat> virtual reality. You can actually see 
the face of the person through it. It projects that. So you are you remain engaged with people. You don't go off in your own little world. Two 4K displays provide incredible HDR picture quality. If you wear glasses, you'll need to get custom Zeiss inserts. But then if you can afford $46.99 Canadian for this, you can probably afford mm. the inserts. Disney's creating exclusive experiences for the headset. Disney World, Marvel Games, more. YouTube and Spotify not included at launch. That's why, other than us talking about it, other than geeks talking about it, you won't see a no. lot of big splashes because this is the first generation. Lots of bugs to work out, lots of features to come in subsequent versions, and with that price, it's a very niche market. Yeah, absolutely. But wait for the reviews. The initial reviews are impressive. I put it into the show notes, item number 15. And there's also a video down at the bottom of the homework video so you can see somebody trying it for the first time there and decide for yourself item number 45, a hands-on look. It is revolutionary. It is. But is it evolutionary? So we will, we will find that out there as well. A um, couple scams to mention off the top because several of you, thank you, have at least checked with us about this. Gary, item number one, scam Facebook texts advising that your account is to be permanently deleted because of a trademark violation. Yeah. This uh, one's well written. It's, it's well written. I'll read it to you it's just so you can see. Important notification. <clears throat> this comes in as a text. Your Facebook page and account are expected to be permanently removed because some posts have violated our trademark rights. We made this decision after careful consideration and in compliance with our intellectual property protection policies. If you believe that this is a misunderstanding, we kindly request that you file an appeal to restore your site and, and account before it is permanently disabled. And there's a meta group link to click on. So the wording's pretty good. The wording's pretty good. For me, the first thing I, I, I thought of was, hey, it's a scam. doesn't matter. that, that there's yeah. The wording is not perfect. Yeah. First off, anything you post on your social media is probably going to be a copyright violation, not a trademark violation. Yeah. So th for those that, that understand the difference, to me, that was the first thing. Yeah. But the mere fact that they're doing this. Yes. If this was really true, this would be a pop-up when you open Facebook. It would not be a text sent to you. And note that the link they want you to click on to request a review of their decision, air quotes, I put this uh, screenshot into the show notes, item number one, takes you to a fake Facebook login paste hosted on a website in Brazil, Brazil. .br at yep. the end of the address. So how does the scam work, Brian? If you put in your Facebook password, yeah. the scammers will send you a message advising that you're going to be sent a security code to confirm your identity and to type that code in to reply to them. Yes, never share your security codes. Because if you do that, they are going to trigger a password reset. Facebook will then send you the code, mm -hmm. and if you give them that code, that's what they need to change your password and take over your Facebook account and lock you out. Never click on links and text nope. or emails like this. So The security codes you know, are the two-factor verification that keeps you safe. Yes. By giving those out to anyone you're voiding the whole thing and giving them the keys. Yeah, and we've talked about this in the past, but an ancillary one of this as well. If you get a message from a friend, air quotes, mm. saying, hey, I've been locked out of my Facebook account. Can I get Facebook to send you a code to help me get back in? You're my trusted person. And that sounds okay. Right. 
If you send them the code, A, they're not your friend, they're a scammer, and B, that is the code to your account, not theirs. They will immediately change your password, lock you out, and then use your Facebook account to try and scam all your friends. Yes. No. Facebook code is for you and you alone, never to be shared. There you go. So there are other scams that we will talk about in there as well. Uh, other things that are, are coming up there. I've updated one thing. Well, Brian's actually done the update here because we had talked in the past about um, scam Norton texts. There seem to be a lot of scam emails out there. I had updated the list of where to send these, but I uh, overlooked updating the PDF that's in there. So for those of you that have downloaded my list of where to report phishing emails, um, thank you to Pat for pointing out that it was out of date. So two changes. First of all, if it's about Norton, uh, the new address is spam at NortonLifeLock.com because in an effort to stay relevant because nobody much uses Norton Antivirus anymore, they bought the LifeLock and are running scary ads on American TV about identity theft and how you need to pay us to protect you. No, but anyway, if you do get Norton ones and no want to report them, spam at NortonLifeLock.com, that's in there. And the other one is Shaw. If you're getting scam emails from the Shaw address, Gary, it used to be that the reporting address was at sjrb.ca, mm -hmm. which was Shaw's symbol on, 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 on uh, TSX. TSX. But they're not a thing anymore. They're now Rogers. Yep. So while we still have at Shaw.ca email service, don't know how much longer that will be. I don't think very long. They've changed it to uh, the, the new address there for Shaw is report spam at Shaw.ca. So those are all linked. You can, you can print out that list. You can forward it to your friends. That's just a good way to protect people that are not as savvy as you. So you go, yeah, I know these are scams, but th that's how we shut them down, and we do that. The Shaw one, we continue to get questions, Brian, about that. Somewhere in here, when Roger's contract with Zimbra Collaboration Software is up, they're going to either pull the plug or do what TELUS did and move it over to Google, or maybe try going to Yahoo, which is what Roger's did, but... All of those are bad to worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I imagine they're going to get this other stuff out of their way, yeah. like figuring out how to migrate the, the home billing. service clients yeah. and all these other things. They're not looking to make a bunch of people upset. Yeah. I mean, not that there's many people still on Shaw email. Yeah. But if you are one of them, please, 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 I'm confirmly convinced that we're not going to have time to help all of you when that happens. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have who it is. There's not enough of us that know that expertise. Yep. Not bragging. It's just that it's a lot of complicated it's stuff. It's a lot of work. Yeah, and so if you're still on that shot.ca, please get somebody to help you get off it while you still control the schedule of when that happens. The, the headache of having to contact, not even just your personal communications, because I rarely do personal communications, yeah. but all the online accounts you have is, is the pretty Fortis, crazy. The ICBC, the dentist office, Hudson's Bay, all those ones, yeah. yeah. So we want you to have time to do it on your schedule, not suddenly go, oh, my God, I've got 60 days. Yeah, or think you have two or three to do, and then slowly, be, oh, there's yeah. another three, another three, yep. and it just yeah. grows. Anyway, okay, let's open up the phone lines. Saturday morning, Hockey Day in Canada. We are live. Love to help you out. Any questions, nothing too dumb or stupid, because they're not dumb or stupid, or you wouldn't be asking them. Star 1070 will connect you on a mobile phone in Canada. 250-386-1161, any phone, anywhere. Texts, you have to be in Canada, sorry, to our American friends. 107010, 10. Please include your first name at the beginning or end of the text, and we'll start going through those when we continue. 
19 after the hour, Hockey Day in Canada in Victoria edition of Tech Talk for 2024. A text here from Don. Hi, Alan and guests. Just checking in to see if my Freedom Mobile number gets through to you. I took advantage of the Boxing Week special, 50 gigs for $34 Canada, U.S. Awesome deal. Really enjoyed listening to you. If I missed your show, I just used the podcast. Yes, Don, wherever you are. Not sure whether you're here or in the USA somewhere, but yep, we're getting you loud and clear. Mm-hmm. That one works. Okay, to the phone lines, to the Batmobile. Barb is up first. Hi, Barb. Oh, good morning. And my question is, if you have a product that you want to sell online, something like the, that you designed or made, yeah. would it be better to go to a web marketing company or make up your own website for it? That's a really good question. How many of these items would you envision being able to produce and sell in a week or a month? Well, it's just really in the very beginning stages right now, and this is why this is the first question. Is like, yeah. how? Yeah. Are we talking ten, twenty, hundred per month? Um, if it if it was yeah, successful, probably probably a few few hundred. Yeah. I'll see what Gary and Brian think. My suggestion would be to use the Etsy marketplace okay. if it's craft related, like aprons or something, something creative. Okay. Uh, what was what was it again? Etsy. E T S Y. Oh, right. I know. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, they're probably, guys, they're probably the biggest and the easiest to use. They're sort of like the Amazon of craft products because they do take a fairly high commission. But on the other hand, they do everything for you so you can focus on making and selling your stuff, not having to become a tech wizard. Gary? I'd have to agree with Etsy. Um, you don't really want to get into a situation where you're trying to design your own website or have somebody design it that can do full uh, online sales, marketing, the whole works. That's going to set you back a lot of money to start. Uh, yeah. good, a good web designer yeah. that can integrate something like Monaris for payment. Yeah, it's it's. I would start out with Etsy and then look at uh, long-term solutions to get around that, depending on mm-hmm. how well the product sells. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason of Etsy is because, as Gary said, even if you snapped your fingers and you have this marvelous website with the e-commerce and all that stuff done, then you've got to get word of it out there. You've got to find Whereas a marketing. Whereas if it's on yeah. Etsy and I, pu- and I punch in butterfly kitchen apron, oh, my mm-hmm. God, there's your stuff. Yeah. You didn't have to do anything, and you can look to see where you fit into the competition. And Etsy is going to be, you know, suggesting your product to people with similar products and or who are buying other products. Yeah, and especially when you're new, they give you a boost because they want you to stay with Etsy and not go and find a competitor. So the first time you put your items up there, you'll find that you get sort of shoved to the top of the heap temporarily, and then people have to do that. So just take a look. Pretend you are the buyer, not the seller. Go take a look at the Etsy app and see if it looks like your product or products would fit in there. Yeah. Well, their okay. website is fine, too. You could totally just navigate to their website to get into it. Okay. Do you guys, do you guys shop primarily on the app? Yeah. App. Oh, okay. Yeah, we always encourage people to use the apps. Now, this is, uh, Barb, this is not for you as the seller, but for somebody that's going to buy. The app is guaranteed secure because mm-hmm. people do get scammed on there. And also, the app is designed specifically for the screen size of your device. Sure. If you're well, yeah. If I'm on my phone, I would I would do it on the app. On my PC, I tend to. Yeah, on a tablet. The real yeah, site. on a tablet, same thing. If you're on a computer at home, you might want to use the website. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then you can scroll and pinch and zoom. But the, it's really cool. Yeah, try that. That's a really good question, Barb. Yeah. Okay. Up next is Tim. Hi, Tim. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. 
Hi there, I was just uh, calling about the conversion of my Shaw phone over to uh, Rogers on the mobility. Yes. And uh, uh, I had done this in the in the fall and took the phone in and they converted over, but then all of a sudden I got this mysterious $400 charge and they said, oh, it was because of the, the tag portion or the phone monthly portion couldn't be transferred over. And I said, well, that's crazy. And uh, long story short, many hours on hold, many people, probably talked to 30 of them between Rogers and, yeah. and Shaw. They finally said, oh, we'll put you back on Shaw for a day, and then we'll convert you over and everything goes good. Yeah, so and what happened was back when you did it in the fall, Brian, they did not have a system for migrating the tab. So when they yeah. moved you over, they just they just charged you whatever was remaining balance on the tab. Right, you got the bill from Shaw saying, okay, yeah. well, you left us. You need to yeah. you owe us for the rest of the time. They had to invent a system to do that. They had to create it. And they finally did in December. We said, hey, hold off on your tab if you want. Yeah. And so what they did brilliantly, that's a good solution. Put you back on Shaw for one day mm-hmm. and then move you to Rogers using the new system. So then you get your, your tab back on there. So you should be okay. And as part of that migration, Tim, you got Canada-U.S. roaming at no extra charge. So they did that. So you're all, you should be good until your tab is paid off. Well, and that's what I was going to say is then I found out then looked at the bill, and the tab charge was only 200 bucks. So they actually overbilled me $200 hmm. originally. So did you get the extra 200 back? Absolutely, and that, but it took it took forever yeah. to talk through. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. Yeah. Well, they honestly couldn't initially. They did not know how to do it. They had to create a team and do all that. So you're okay now. The one yeah. thing for you and everybody else now that you're on the Rogers system, the rates are guaranteed not to change until March of 2028. Exactly. Yeah. So unless, and this is a big giant unless on the hillside, unless you make a change to the plan. So they're going to offer you all sorts of things to try and encourage you to make a change to your plan. The moment you do that, uh, the the price freeze is gone. So think twice about making changes to your plans. Thanks so much. That's great. Thanks for letting us know that they found a way to do that, Tim. Thanks for persevering. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, you really have to keep doing that. Uh, by text from 122667, um, what email would you advise to move off Shaw, please? Yeah, uh, Outlook, if you're a Windows user, a Windows Android user. Uh, if you're fully steeped in the Apple ecosystem, then an iCloud address is a great solution for you if yeah. you don't plan to you know, bridge out into Windows. Yeah, and that's key. Not only what are you doing today, uh, we did this for a lady a few months ago, and she was absolutely convinced iPhone, iPad, Mac, everything's great. Uh, she'd been working from home during the pandemic, and they said, hey, time to come back to work one day a week. Oh, crap, it's Windows. <laughs> and so she couldn't, and she couldn't get all her emails. So we had to oh. convert her back over no. to Outlook. Thanks. iCloud is wonderful, but it does not play well on non-Apple platforms, i.e., Windows, Linux, or Android. But iCloud.com, you can access your email there. Well, yeah, but that's you're kind of, that's like it. webmail. Yeah, not, webmail's. I don't know. I think webmail's mm, actually pretty good. No, <laughs> you can't use any of the features that you get on Outlook.com. You can't do any of the blocking or the spam reporting, Sweet, any of that stuff. stuff. Works on no, well, you can't do that on iCloud. No, it has oh, to not be. on iCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're on an iCloud address, no, you can't. Oh, do but that. those if you're using out yeah. the Outlook features don't sync properly with iCloud. That's anyway, right. In exactly. The first place. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's totally up to you. Uh, obviously, we're not recommending Gmail. Gmail is very secure, 
very robust, very full-featured, mm -hmm. but you are not Google's client nope. the way you are with Microsoft and Apple. You are their inventory, and you click on I agree, and you are agreeing to let Google and their partners read your emails and sell the content. You betcha. Insurance agents, health companies, airlines, everything there. Um, Mike says another option for a caller to sell I items online would be Shopify. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, Shopify would be the second one, I would guess, after Etsy. It's much, it's geared towards much bigger sellers. It is. Selling more products. Um, and they expect you to do a lot more work yep. on that sense. Um, and again, they're fairly high um, commission rates on this. But yeah, that would be the other one to look at. But if you looked at building your own e-commerce platform, these fees are pretty reasonable compared to the initial yeah. output you'd have to have. The difference between Etsy and Shopify is that Etsy has an app, and you just go there, you search for whatever product you want, and you and will find just it. There. Shopify's app is called Shop. Yep. Uh, shop Pay, Shop That. But it's not as easy to find. It's not as it consumer friendly. Yeah. It's great from the merchant point of view, but not from the consumer. Okay, break coming up for the news, and we've got lots more coming up. The top of hour number two, we will go through the three big out-of-court class action settlements that are potentially going to put money in your pocket here in Canada. And we'll go through that. Also, Samsung held their big event to unveil their new technology and their new smartphones. We'll see what you think. There's one feature that might be a killer. We'll see what you think. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for Hockey Day in Victoria in Canada, if you're going, what are you talking about? I put a link into the show notes right underneath the banner at the top of our show notes at tech-talk.ca. It says Hockey Day in Victoria Weekend Edition Schedule. It's victoriahockeyday.ca slash events. There are lots of them, Gary. There are a lot of events happening today. They had the club, they had the alumni game last night, sold out. Sold out. At the arena. Um, and so the big stuff is happening down at Ship Point. Yeah, I was, uh, while we were in the first uh, half hour, I was actually watching uh, Ron McLean at Center Ice on the ice rink they have at Ship Point. Yeah, they've built an artificial ice rink down there and you can go and play. There's all sorts of, of events going down there. The link I mentioned gives you that. They've got NHL uh, Police Street Hockey, Greater Victoria Minor Ball Hockey Association, uh, Hockey for All. The, uh, the Stanley Cup is there. You can go down and see it and have your picture taken with it. Food trucks, music, uh, autographs, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, that's all happening down there uh, on Saturday. If you're listening to us live on Sunday... Uh, then there is still the Kamloops Blazers uh, Victoria Royals That's game. Right. That's all part of this with special events going on. I think the rink stays in action as well down on the Inner Harbor. And then they I believe it, it does, yeah. yeah. Then they pack it up after the weekend. Anyway, we're here to help you with anything tech-related. Lots of new stuff to talk about. In our second hour, we will go through. You can read it right now. You don't have to wait for us because you get some money. TD Bank, 16 million class action settlement. Apple, 14.4 million class action settlement for Battery Gate. And the big one, 51 million to Canadians in BC and three other provinces from Meta to settle legal action alleging that Facebook used your images in ads without your knowledge or consent. I thought we gave them that right when you signed up for Facebook. No, you did not. 
Oh, that's oh. Google has that, right? Yeah, but Facebook didn't. Doesn't this have is that called in their terms? sponsored stories, and we'll go through it. Oh, but yeah. Ah. yeah. So yeah. items 10, 11, and 12. The good news is at this point, you don't have to do anything to get the money. There's a couple strings attached, but they're pretty good strings. The judges are doing a pretty good job on that. We'll talk about that. Samsung held their big unpacked event this week. We will talk about that as well. And one other one here in Canada, uh, The Source is going to be, Gary, rebranded as Best Buy Express. Yeah, it's uh, an expansion of their their smaller market uh, offerings. Uh, used to be you just have the big Best Buys, and then you had the little Best Buy Express kiosks in in airports, et cetera. Yeah, or in the mall. Yeah, so places. what they're doing now is uh, the terms of the deal haven't really been made public on how, what is happening between Bell and uh, Best Buy. But Best Buy is going to be getting, I believe it's 160 of the stores, and the other ones will be shut down. Yeah, so roughly half the stores will be closed and then the new one. So the idea is in smaller communities that are not big enough to have a Best Buy, mm-hmm. you'll get a Best Buy Express. And in addition to the products that they carry, they can bring in stuff yeah. from the main Best Buy store. So you can, you can do like pick up uh, in store. So just do yeah. The, yeah. yeah, shop online and pick up in store even at a yeah. Best Buy Express. Yeah. For those of a certain age, you will remember that the source actually began business here in Canada back in Expo year 1986. Mm-hmm. It was the Canadian wing of Radio Shack. But right. they weren't allowed to use that name because Circuit City had that rights, and so they sued, so they changed it to the source. And source it, by Circuit oh. City, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then Bell bought it. Yeah. Bell, uh, Bell got it as uh, they needed the uh, mall spaces, the real estate. Yeah. So they kind of took over from. Uh, from, uh, oh, who yeah. was it? Uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. There's a lot of changes. Anyway, I put the it's link changed in there. a lot. Item number 21 in the show notes there. If you want to watch Crave without ads, heads up, it will now cost you more. <laughs> Bell, and Bell is the parent company of us, but they don't interfere with anything we do here happily. They leave us alone, so I'm just mentioning it because it's happening. Mm-hmm. Bell has raised the monthly price of its only ad-free subscription plan, premium plan, to 22 bucks a month, up 2 bucks a month. So if you don't want ads on Crave, or you can get ads. Yeah. But at least they're giving at least they're giving you the choice. Uh, one other one I want to mention here. Uh, this is something to do with travel. We do a lot of travel tech tips, and for next week, I promise I will have the new travel tech tips updated. But this is an important one because we tend to do what we've always done, and then something goes boom, and we go, uh-oh. So check in for airline flights online 24 hours before your flight. Don't wait till you get to the airport. Even if you live just down the road from the airport, here's why. In an effort to recoup some of the money they lost during the pandemic, Brian, many airlines have quietly gone back to overselling flights. Ah, yep. Great practice, by the way. So let's say the flight to Toronto, I'm just making this up, has 230 seats. And their computer says consistently about 15 people cancel or don't make it. Yep. So we'll sell 245 tickets. Sure. And we should end up with a full plane. And so if you wait to check in at the airport, you arrive to claim seats 24D and C, and they go, oh, no, I'm sorry. We've already given those <laughs> no, to someone did, else. You didn't check in. Yeah. Here's yeah. a voucher. You can fly for free anywhere on our airline, or here's $400 cash or whatever. Yeah. Sorry, you can fly tomorrow, or depending on where you're going, if it's a charter to the sun, next week. Yep. What, but I was only going for one week. Oh, sorry. Yep. Right. Here's your voucher. Yeah. 
So Tech Talk listener um, Dave texted us another reason, which he and his wife Leslie discovered this week when they went to check in online for their holiday flight to the sunny Dominican Republic. He discovered when he went to check in online that the DR now requires an electronic entry form to be completed before they'll let you board a flight. Not before they'll let you in the country, but before you even board the flight. He says the form took them about 10 minutes to complete, so not something you want to be doing on your phone at the airport when your flight is boarding. No. So there you go. 24 hours. So if your flight's at, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon, 4.30 the day before, 4.31, go and check in, get your seats. Yes. The other half of this is once you've got checked in, get your electronic boarding passes. Now, the airlines and the airports are solving this problem, but right now, particularly with bad weather and with COVID and not so much the flu and everything, so many flights are changing. When that uh, 737 MAX 9 issue came up Mm -hmm. with the door plug, so many flights got changed. If you've got a paper boarding pass that says your flight is leaving, let's say you're going Victoria, Vancouver, you know, wherever, or Victoria, Seattle, wherever, if your connecting flight is supposed to be leaving from B-14 and you get to there and discover it's now going from C-12, in many cases, your boarding pass won't work because B gates have different security from C gates. So no problem, just go line up at the kiosk and get a new boarding pass with 500 other people. And now the machine's out of paper, so we have to call someone and do that. And you're going, but my flight's in 15 minutes. Sorry. If you have an electronic boarding pass on your phone, you tap the airline app, tap boarding pass, and in many cases, you'll hear that bing bong sound. Mm, Here's your new one. C14. Off you go. Yes. So I know you're used to having that little piece of paper in your hand. And if you look at the airport, you'll see in many cases, everyone's just going beep with their phone. So totally up to you, but understand the risk if you go that old-fashioned one. Tell your friends. There you go. Soapbox goes away. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Well, I'm parking it for a while. (laughs) Debbie's up next. Hi, Debbie. Thanks for calling. Welcome to Tech Talk. Hello, Alan. Uh, Thanks for emailing me about this scam. I wanted to mention uh, exactly what what it said from Microsoft 325. Yeah, please share this for everyone else. Um, it, It came in my junk file, luckily. But what rattled me is it's attached, well, so to speak, attached below a, um, um, uh, what do I say, a friend's uh, email address. Yes. So it says uh, email alert, and I don't know whether I should let her know about this. But anyway, it says Microsoft 365, dear Microsoft user, we are now, we are disconnecting your Microsoft email account on the 22nd of this month, written in red. Mm -hmm. You are required to re-log in below and confirm your email is still active. And when you hover your mouse over that button they want you to click on, you you get a pop-up that says, here's where we're going to take you if you click here. And where would that take you? (coughs) It's about 15 lines long. What does it start with? It starts with HTTPS double dash NA01 safe links protection.outlook. So that's Microsoft protecting you. That's how it ended up in your junk. The address Ah. is the next line. Uh, URL H https docs.google.com presentation. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's they've created a fake Microsoft login page mm. in a Google document, yep. which is their competitor. Uh-huh. So the fact that it said, Dear Microsoft user, the fact that it didn't say your name, the fact that it was red, mm-hmm. the red is to scare you. <laughs> no, total, complete yep. scam. What is interesting is a couple lines below that, 
it has it goes on and on. There's something uh, ends with pub uh, question yep. mark, and then it says start equal false and loop equal false and delays. Yes, and, so and then thought, a whole oh, bunch of gibberish, right? Yeah, yeah. So the gibberish means that if you click on that link and it takes you to that Google Doc, and then you go, oh wait, this is a scam, and you close it. The gibberish tells them, we got Debbie to water. We didn't get her to drink, but we got her halfway there. We should flood her email with other scams because we know she's partly gullible. Now, you're not. You spotted. But that's why you'd never click on those links. So I just, I would prefer not to forward it or anything to anybody. I mean. I would forward it to Microsoft. Let them track it down. Just forward it to abuse at outlook.com. Well, that, it's still in the in the email in the junk file. Yeah, so I would dra- have so to then... highlight it, drag it to your inbox, forward it to abuse at outlook.com. If you're the, the first person, you'll get a personal reply. If you're not the first person, you'll get an automated reply. But I know the people on the team, Debbie. They would rather get ten thousand of these yep. than miss one new one. Okay, yeah. I just wor- worry about doing anything with it except delete deleting it. That's no, all. You, can, no, you don't have to. If you want, you can just delete it. But if you want to protect others, you just, yeah, just right. move it move it to the inbox and forward then abuse forward. Outlook.com. So you're uh, not actually opening it at all. Okay, so just slide it over to inbox and then forward. use that uh, forward yeah. it to that address mentioned. And should I let this gal know that it has her address up there, the no, jlily at hotmail dot com? No, they're just uh, they got somebody's address book. That's how they found you. They stole somebody's uh, address book, probably off a Android phone because it's easy to do that, unfortunately. And then they're just one by one in sweatshops in some country overseas. They're firing these things out. Yeah, I got one a couple uh, last week where uh, from somebody I'd been communicating with back east, and and it said, uh, "Oh, hi Debbie, are you busy today? Could you do something for me?" Yeah, and they I want you back. to buy Amazon gift cards. <laughs> <That's> uh-huh. <laughs> now, there's two ways that scam works. Either their email address got hacked, but in most cases, if you look at the email address of your friend, it's not your friend's email. It's somebody posing as them in That's some right. address it's, overseas. It's one letter off. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wondered about this one today because her last name is L I L L, and the rest of it is I won't mention. Yeah. And this is one L only. So there you go. So there's, the, there's the scam address. So uh, there you go. Good spotting, Debbie. Thank well, you. good. Thanks so much for that. My okay. Pleasure. Good to hear from you. Thanks. Good. Bye bye. Now, the address we gave Debbie, abuse at outlook.com, that is listed in the updated list of how to report phishing okay. emails. You don't have to, but it's a really rewarding feeling to become part of the good guys. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going, nope, not going to get me. You're going to protect other people that don't listen to Tech Talk, don't know, by forwarding that. Because there's entire teams out there around the world that will shut this all down. Yeah, like if you're constant, if you're frustrated by the state of affairs, forward these on. And at least like do something to stop it. Yeah, and again, in, in almost every case, if you are the first person to forward that unique email, you will get a personal reply back from somebody on the team. You know, agent so-and-so. But if you're the second or the 10,000th, you'll just get an automated reply. But they will take the time to tell you, yeah, we're on it. Yeah, I mean, that almost makes a game out of it. See if you can submit it fast enough to see if you're the first. It puts you back in charge. So the bad guys are, you know, bad guys zero. You know, Brian won. There we go. (laughs) Quick break. I'm back with more on Tech Talk. 11 before the hour. Hour number one on Tech Talk for Hockey Day in Canada weekend. We'll have a $225 laptop. A good one for you coming up in a minute. But first of all, back to the phone lines. And Brent's been waiting patiently. Hi, Brent. Thanks for waiting. You're very welcome. I think you're best off to assume I know absolutely nothing technology-wise because I've forgotten more than I ever took in. That's a good attitude, sure. Yeah, uh, it's my coping mechanism. My email address is at shaw.ca. 
I am assuming, uh, perhaps incorrectly, that at some point there's going to be a drop-dead date where I need to have converted uh, to a new email address. Am That's I our assumption as well. And again, you're right, it's, Gary, it's just oh. an assumption. Rogers isn't saying boo at this point in time. Yeah, but, and basically the only thing they're saying is at right now. Yeah. Isn't that nice? So, best case scenario, I will get an email at some point from Rogers at, uh, uh, or Shaw. Yeah, it'll be Rogers. Yeah, but the thing, Brent, is that even if that wasn't coming down the pipe, the Shaw email service is done uh, on contract with the Zimbra collaboration software out of Texas, which is budget software. It's a small mailbox. If you have a problem with it, we've had in the last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, we have a number of people that have had problems. And when we've actually contacted uh, Shaw Tech Support, they basically say, in one case, the guy actually said, why are you still using this email service? It's horrible. <laughs> and that's what he said on the phone. I love the, it. To this lady on speakerphone. Amazing. So, yeah, it doesn't work when you're traveling except on webmail outside North America, things like that. So while you still have time and when you can pick the day of the week, I would get a hold of somebody. It doesn't have to be Brian or me or Gary. Get a hold of somebody and get them to help you migrate off. Several of you have texted in questions saying, is there an FAQ? You always have great cheat sheets. Thank you. I can't really give you it. We got to about nine pages, Brian, when we started oh. writing a cheat sheet. There's so many weird Kate corner cases. Yeah. And so uh, many yeah. variables. You just need to be savvy with this kind of stuff. It's, if, yeah. you, if you aren't yeah. a certain amount savvy already, like if you already weren't pretty comfortable giving a shot, yeah. I wouldn't encourage it. And even no. with this, sometimes I'll reach out to Atan or Brian yeah. or somebody else and say, hey, okay, I've run into one. The usual stuff isn't working. Yeah. And we'll try different things. One of the problems is that Shaw Emails service is on three different generations of servers that they handed over to the Zimbra part. Mm -mm. And so the settings, and there's no way to tell whether you're on A, B, no. or C, mm -hmm. and the settings don't always work. And so you have to try this method. And you try this me Oh, finally we got your emails. Yeah. And we hate that. It drives us as text, drives us crazy. Did we, just returning to Brent here, did we answer your question? I'm not sure, was your question just about how to migrate, or was there, was there another concern that you had? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's likely that Rogers is going to, uh, you know, try to uh, solicit my business by making it easy to switch to a Rogers address. No, no they, they don't have the Rogers business. addresses. They stopped giving those out several years ago. Everybody who was on at Rogers.com. So I'm looking to be Hotmail or Gmail or something. Is yeah, we w Hotmail's being replaced with Outlook.com. Um, the choice there between Outlook and Gmail is totally up to you but gmail is not private you give google permission and their partners to read and sell your email contents outlook is private that's yeah. the big difference i imagine if you're using an if you're an android user you need to have a google account already so do you need to have two if it's already going to be going through your android device yeah i guess i could understand if someone wants yeah, to use gmail but, but anytime yeah. you can avoid getting started and you're not already in that ecosystem we don't recommend yeah. it. You'll find our contract info in the show notes at tech-talk.ca. But I want to be really clear. We're not doing this to try and get business. We do not want this to be seen as that. This is just helping you out of a jam. And there are myriads of other people that can help you. Well, not myriads. There's only a few now mm -hmm. that can help you. But reach out to us and we'll send you the list of names. And you can contact whomever you like. You can get the crew at Priority One to do it or things like that. We just want you to get it done while you control 
the clock and on that. Not everybody keeps a lot of history in their email or keeps communications. Like for some people, you could make a new address, forward the five things you had, yep. and then just yep. go through the work of like updating Netflix and CRA and making sure everyone has your current email address, but you don't necessarily have to migrate everything. But many of you that are listening to us, you want your emails and sure. have, yes. you know, but tens of thousands of, of them. Of yes, seventeen-year so. history. Yeah, if you talk yeah. to your grandkids and ask them how many emails they send, they'll give you this blank look, and they go, "Why? Huh? Why? Why would you use email? Email is to young people what texting is to emails. They young people they go, it's like voicemail. That that's probably a better analogy. Email." is the same as voicemail. Why? Why right. don't you just text me? Just text me a message and then I can see it there. I don't have to yeah. dial in and listen yeah. to this. If you're applying for a job, you text your resume. Yeah. And that's that's what they do. So, you know, it's just a method of communication and it's changing and we need to get you on the bandwagon. Yeah. That was the first hour going by very quickly before we wow. take a break for the news. Lots more, including the uh, class action settlements. Going to put money in your pocket coming up. Gary, a special that you have found. This is not a typo, a really decent laptop for 225 bucks. Yeah, um, I'm actually using one right now here in the studio. Um, this is a Lenovo ThinkPad, so it is, it, it's true ThinkPad. They are refurbished 13.3 inch. They're actually called the Lenovo 13. Yeah. Eight gigs of RAM, 256 gig NVMe SSD drive, Windows 11 Pro. And these are running on seventh gen Intel Core i3 processors. They're so, yeah, and yeah. you know, as, as as I would like to tell any customers that come in, first I'd ask, what are you using it for? Yeah. No, it's not a gaming rig. Yeah. Uh, no, you're not going to be doing high-end video editing. But for the average person who just needs something for email, watching a bit of Netflix, maybe doing school stuff. Playing solitaire. Playing, oh, free cell, come on. <laughs> uh, spider solitaire even. Yeah. It, this, is, this is a perfect little system. And, you know, at $225, I, I would dare say nobody else is going to have a deal like that. Yeah, but the catch is only 10. I've only got 10. Uh, here's the deal. I'm going to open up the store as soon as the show is over, so I'll be there about 12, 15, 12, 20. If you're listening to us live on it's Saturday. It's on Saturday. If you're on only. Sunday, Gary's off. Yeah. And the first four people that come in, I'm going to give them a free wired mouse and a free 32 gig memory stick well, to go well, with them. Aren't you special? Just for fun. There we go. So again, Tesseract Computers, Broughton near Douglas, 12.30 to 2 on Saturday. You can take your chances, and if you're listening to us Sunday or on the podcast, see if Gary has any left on Monday when they reopen. Just maybe. Also, Epson EcoTank printer is back in stock at Costco, $270, $70 off, plus a bonus black ink bottle. And that is a heck of a deal. Hour number two coming up. Stay with us. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our Hockey Day in Victoria weekend edition. Glad to have you along. Whether you're listening to us live on Saturday morning as everyone's playing hockey down on the artificial rinks installed at Ship Point, or on Sunday afternoon, the 21st, or to the podcast, whenever fits into your schedule. We're glad to have you along. Gary Byers in studio with me. He's the owner of Tesseract Computers and Brian Pavlicic, our technical producer and more. And guys, before we go any further, as promised, this is in the show notes, tech-talk.ca. We have some money for you. Yay! Well, not one, not two, but three. Potentially three. Yes, class action settlements and more to come. So we'll go through these, but if you are in one of these classes, either a TD Bank customer, or you had an iPhone 6 or 7, or you used Facebook a couple years ago, 
pay attention because this is this is big money. Number one, Gary, item ten in the show notes. Mm, TD Bank. TD customers. Bank. Yeah, uh, like many banks, they well, they were frankly they were they were charging people way too much money on NSF fees. Yeah, and in some cases, frankly, double charging. Yeah, and that's really not allowed. So they've now agreed without well, admitting without fault. admitting fault. That they're going to give Canadians back $16 million. 15.9 million Canadian. And so here's how it works. Clients who were hit with those fees, and this is key, and are still a TD client. The judge, when I looked through all the paperwork, basically said, okay, they don't realistically have a way to track you down if you're not a TD Bank client anymore because of privacy concerns. So even though you deserve some money, if you're n- if you're not a TD client, we're going to give that money to people who still yep. are. So we think the settlement will be seventy-five to eighty dollars. The more fees you got charged that you weren't supposed to, the higher share you will yep. get. So if you got dinged with a whole bunch of them then you will get a higher share than that. But the average user uh, should get 75 to $80. Nothing for you to do. This will be automatically deposited into your account, provided the courts approve the settlement on February 13th. Bonus points to the judge for making it work that way. Yep. So no form for you to fill out. You just sit just there. If and you were a client and you account. still are, you're going to get the money. The link is in item number 10 in the show notes. Now... If you're not a TD customer, if you are a customer of Scotiabank, Bank of Montreal, Royal Bank, and CIBC, similar class action lawsuits are working their way through the courts. This was the first one, first settlement. Normally, the door opens, Brian. Once one company settles, the others go, oh, crap. We're going to settle. (laughs) Yep, figure out the numbers. So stay tuned. The other one that's going to affect many more of you, and this one you're going to have to do some work. Item number 11. Apple has agreed to pay $14.4 million to Canadians affected by iPhone battery gate, Brian. This is anybody who owned an iPhone 6 or a 7. Yes, and this was from the slowing down of the, uh, yeah. the, the, the phone to conserve battery life. Yeah. That's right, because the new operating system was much more demanding because it could do so much more. Mm-hmm. So to make sure it didn't kill your phone, if you had a 6 or a 7... When it came out, then they slowed down. They made it so that after a certain point, your phone would power off so it Mm -hmm. didn't get worn out. And people are saying that that's not right. Well, they didn't give you the option, and they made a lot of it like uh, was some forced obsolescence in a way. Like it would just force people to say like, okay, I can't handle this slow phone anymore. Yeah, but not only that. They sold you something that they said was the fastest thing in the world. Yeah. But it wasn't because they slowed it down. Yeah, because the world had marched on. So I can see both sides of them. But the bottom line is, you can get up to $150 from Apple Canada. That's a big mm. settlement. It's huge. 150 bucks if you had an iPhone 6 and or 7. Now, I, can't re- I just don't know. I cannot even remember. So this goes to the court, BC Supreme Court, January 29th. Presuming it's approved, which we think it will be, you will have to fill out a claim form, which will require you to provide... Serial number. Of your iPhone 6 or 7. Jeez. Oh, Have fun. Now, if you bought it, if you're one of those people that we uh, love giving a hard time about being electronic or paper pack rats, if you can <laughs> find a receipt from the store where you bought it, whether it was from Apple or from Shaw or Telus, whatever, it will have the serial number in it. And all you're going to have to do is provide that serial number. 
Okay. So what year am I starting to look at my email here? IPhone now, 6, do you actually do you have to prove that you bought it new from a retailer? No. So you, you have just to. have to have that serial number. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So anybody want to sell me their iPhone six? Could more than one person <laughs> claim the same serial then? Because I, no. yeah. I bought no. it and as had it for some time, and then no. I no. sold it. As soon as the first, soon as that serial number is claimed, mm. they will do that. So let's just start finding. So if you've got numbers. old yep. sixes or sevens in the drawer. <laughs> As much as we encourage you to recycle them, this will now work out for you. Okay, so nothing to do at this point in time. Stay tuned. January 29th is coming up in nine days from when we're live. So we will find out the the details. But that's our understanding. The way the lawyers have proposed it is that there will be a claim form and then literally 150 bucks. That's a biggie. So there you go. Again, link if you want to share this with other people to encourage them to go look through their drawers, either for the phone itself or for the serial number on a paper. It can be in an email, anything. Item number 11 in the show notes. We saved the best one for last. Yeah. Item number 12. Meta has offered to pay $51 million to Canadians in B.C. and three other provinces to settle legal action alleging that Facebook used users' images in ads without their knowledge or consent. Lawyers figure how many people, Gary? Um, Item 4.3 million. Are eligible for a share of the 51 million. Not bad. So, Siri, calculate 51 divided by 4.3. The answer is approximately 11.8604. So $11.86 on average. So now, again, nothing for you to do here. But here's how it worked, as you were asking about this, Brian. This centers around Facebook's Sponsored Stories program, which ran from January of 2011 to May to 2014. If you liked, air quotes, a product under the program, Facebook then generated a news feed endorsement using your name and your profile photo. Uh. They didn't ask you. They didn't tell you. Yes. So just because you liked the pizza, right? That then you then endorsed it. Right. So oh my goodness. That goes to the court on March 13th for approval. The proposal is for the money to be divided up amongst Facebook users who were affected based on how many times their images were used. So we said $11.86 on average. Mm. If you liked a lot of products, you might get a lot of money. You're going to get a lot more money. If you only liked one, then you're going to get less. This affects Canadians here in BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Newfoundland and Labrador. So those are the four. Sorry to those of you in other provinces and territories. Your governments didn't get on board with this one at the time because everyone thought, oh, who's going to be a win against Meta? Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. 51 million is their offer of settlement. I suspect the court will go, yep. So again, nothing for you to do on that one there. Facebook has to reach out to you as part of this settlement. So item number 12. So it's not very often we get three in a row. Money, money, money. So some of you might say, oh, yeah, it's not enough, but it's, 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 a start. it's a start. The other big thing this week, Samsung held their unpacked event in New York and online. They unveiled their new Galaxy S24 smartphones, which at first glance are kind of underwhelming, as good as the S23s are. The S24s are very similar. In some cases, Brian, you couldn't even tell the difference between the models. Oh, wow. Except, 
And Samsung's gambling a lot on this, and I think they may have it right. They've built in AI. And you go, well, what does that mean? Well, one of the new standout features, Gary, is called Circle to Search. Mm-hmm. You circle, highlight, scribble on, or tap anything on a Galaxy S24 smartphone screen, and it uses on-device AI to quickly find search results. So you see a picture of a piece of furniture, and you just circle it with your finger and tap, and it tells you what that furniture is, where it is, and it's on sale here, and it's not on sale there, and here's how much shipping. See a person's face? Circle it, tap it, tells you who that face is. Don't like that one that much. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Probably more useful, the new phones also come with Live Translate, which provides real-time AI translations of phone calls natively on the iPhone app. On the phone app, rather. (laughs) So if you call somebody, Brian, and they speak Spanish, they can talk to you on the phone, and their words will be appearing in English on the screen, or whatever one of 13 languages you choose, in real time. And so how about your response to them? If they have an S24, then they would see your response back as well. Oh, oh, yeah, but that's the only... I mean, it's not going to be much of a conversation if you're the only one who's... Like, if you call, I don't know, a landline. They also have Interpreter, which helps you translate live conversations on a split-screen view, allowing two people speaking different languages to converse. Now, being powered by AI, this new feature works without cellular data or Wi-Fi. It's built into the new S24 phones. That's the big change. That's that really that nice. to me is the most impressive yeah. part. AI built into the new Samsung keyboard can also translate messages, emails, and more in real time. The phones are the same price as the S23s. So they start, there's three different models, S24, S24 Plus, which is larger, and the S24 Ultra. They start at $1,100, $1,400, $1,800 respectively. See, making a phone call is still only $1,000. But here's the, here's the better news, and I give Samsung credit for this. Samsung says some of these new AI features will be added via a software update to S23, Fold, Flip, and S9 phones later this year. Now, the ones that require the new processor for AI obviously won't be able to come. Yep. Some of them will require a cellular or Wi-Fi connection, Brian, because they're going to have to do the processing on the web. But it means if you just bought a phone two months ago and you're going, oh, crap. Yeah. I could have used this. Well, then there you go. So give them credit for that. But giveth and taketh away. Samsung also quietly says in the fine print, the best features will only be free until the end of 2025. And after that, you'll have to pay to keep using them. Uh, but that's a year and a half. That's well, pretty close to two years. So you get to try them out. And by then, who knows where the world will be in terms of AI? You know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not, I don't love that we're all going to these subscription models for this AI. Yeah, but it's an option, right? Yeah. If you don't, that way people say, nah, AI, shmay, I don't care, then <laughs> you're fine. You don't have to pay the money. The, those is, that use it do. This doesn't seem like a big enough increase for me. Like, they're, they just are always pushing a new model every year. And not just Samsung, everyone yeah. kind yeah. of is yeah. in this. Yeah, Apple, Samsung, yeah. yeah. In some generations, we just don't see much change. And this is definitely one of them. I don't, I like, I just, I don't think these features, if you really, really need these features, they're not going to be good enough to actually help you that much, I, is my belief. Well, I put the demo into the show notes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's down there under the, the, the information we're talking about now is item number 13. But I actually put the video in so you can watch the live demo, judge for yourself. The long version is there at item 41. The three-minute highlights version is there at 42. See what you think. What, when I read that description, I thought, you know... 
I think you've got I think they're onto something being able to circle an item and go tap and find it it's it's the first generation and Samsung is not Apple yeah. where they did all the research ahead of time it sounds like they're trying to jump on the bandwagon here yeah. and push it out and so yeah, I haven't watched this yet but yeah. that's no. my pessimism yeah I know we want pessimism we need to be <laughs> skeptical but anyway I just want to tell you that's what out so the phones are available for pre-order now and will hit stores on the 31st okay quick break and it's your turn 250-386-1161 when we're live on Saturday morning. Star 1070 on mobile phones in Canada. 1070-10-107010 by text. It's weird the way it comes up on my screen, so please do include your first name somewhere beginning or end of text. And emails will still work. Tech Talk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K at cfax1070.com. Welcome back to Tech Talk. Alan and Gary and Brian on our Hockey Day in Canada edition, and Steen's up next. Hi, Steen. Welcome to the program. How can we help? Hey, hi, Alan and Gary. Hi. Just, I have a question about um, Outlook. I'm, I'm still uh, trundling along with Windows Mail in Windows 11, of course. Yeah. I haven't made the leap yet because there's some things about Outlook that irritate the hell out of me. <clears throat> One thing is I send a fair number of emails to uh, a, 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 not a large number, but nine or ten people. They tend to be the same people, but I noticed you can't do that in Outlook. You can. But I did notice yeah, that you, somewhere you, in Outlook you can create a, a, create a group. That's correct. They have to be, right now they have to be, uh, I believe they have to be on Outlook addresses. Um, oh, so they, they all have got to be Outlook. Not necessarily. They're trying to fix that to make it <clears> compatible, but I tried one the other day and I went, oh, and it worked. So. Is there an easy way? To, I, I've tried making up a group, but it's uh, rather convoluted. Do they run any uh, help videos? Uh, no, Michael? it's unfortunately designed for a, a younger generation. If you want to send me a text, I'll connect with you remotely and show you how walk through it, because it's good for me to see, because it's gone through, Gary, several permutations it since has. it first appeared two months ago. Like it's supported in the new Outlook for Windows app, or it's yeah, just Outlook, Outlook Mail app. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it's yeah. there. Yeah, it is there. Um, but it basically creates an email address for the group. Yes. Oh, right. So you, you just add. So they send the email to one address, but it then covers all the That's people. That's right. In and the then they reply back to that one address, and then whoever is <clears> the administrator can go in and change the participants, update their addresses, delete people, add people. Yeah. Send me a text if you would, Steen, and I'll connect with you remotely. It's good for me to see how it's changed because I did get a heads up that they made a change just two days ago. Okay. So we'll see if that works on all email addresses. It was working on. Outlook slash Hotmail. It was working on Gmail, and but it was not working on Shaw.ca. It was not, but now is working on at Telus.net. Not okay. Telus.net. But yeah. Okay. And your text address again. Your your two five zero five eight nine two nine two six. That's in the show notes for anybody that needs it. Two five zero five eight nine two nine two six. Gary's is in there as well. So is mine. So is Brian's. Great. Thanks, Alan. We'll do. Thanks, Dean. Bye bye couple of homework videos there for you before we go any further. I didn't get to as many this week because there's so much other new tech stuff in there. But one in particular I wanted to play is a familiar name, Trevor Noah. Remember Trevor, he of The Daily Show for a long time? Well, lo and behold, he has a new job now. He is Microsoft's chief questions officer. And one of the first things he got to do was to go up to Redmond and meet with the inventor of QuitBot. If you know somebody, maybe yourself, who's trying to stop smoking, I'll be honest, I was really dubious about this. 
It's expensive to pay for a, a clinician, a counselor to guide you to, whenever you're having a bad time and want to have a cigarette. Yeah. They have invented QuitBot, Q-U-I-T-B-O-T. It's a free Microsoft chatbot that uses AI to help people quit smoking. And you're going, oh yeah, right, seriously? A lot of what keeps people smoking is the psychological connection between the cigarette oftentimes and how they think it's affecting them. They think it's helping them de-stress. Where would a chatbot step into this? What we're trying to do is to mimic the kind of connection and relationship and advice and help that they would get from a clinician, but have it in their pocket, have it available to them 24-7 to give them expert coaching that can guide them along the way. And it actually has turned out to be a very daunting task. How do you design a computer program that can develop a relationship with a person who wants to quit smoking? You go and watch the video because what you're not seeing while you're hearing that, Gary, is you're seeing the chatbot in action. They're to the point now that they have released it. It's absolutely free and it's out there item 20 in the show notes the video is down there 43 but go and watch that yeah it's a free ai powered chatbot yeah and the initial reviews are wow so this is using gpt4 i'm assuming yeah. given it's microsoft mm -hmm. um so one of the problems you have or one feature of it is that they are limited to a certain number of amount of back and forth this one is not this one has when there's refer to re establishing a relationship, it can remember each time you come Precisely. back. That's an ongoing relationship. And the person that you saw there, Dr. Jonathan Bricker, has specifically programmed it with what it needs to know about smoking cessation. Hmm. So stuff that wouldn't be in chat GPT-4. It's got its own new S, uh, SLM, small language module, oh, added on. Interesting. So that's a great use of technology. That is. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't have that, but for somebody to encourage you to, to try that one out. There we go. Um, Microsoft's fired a whole bunch of things this week that we should mention. One other one is there. Microsoft's free AI-powered image creator has been renamed Image Creator from Designer. That's an homage to their new graphic design app that uses AI. Uh, the new version works just the same. Allows, uh, if you're a Copilot subscriber, which is now $20 a month for Copilot Pro, you can do 100 images a day before it slows down. The free version still allows 25 images a day. Because it's Hockey Day in Canada, mm -hmm. I asked it to create an image of a golden retriever wearing a Vancouver Canucks hockey jersey on ice at sunset. That's I put the picture in the show notes. Item number 19. See what you think, Brian. It's really impressive. That, I was that is, isn't it? it? Yeah. The previous version was not good when you gave it things like Vancouver Canucks or Coca-Cola or mm -hmm. Mars Bar. This one got it. So yeah. see what you think. It's absolutely free. So it's wanted to give you the heads up on the name change there. So yeah, lots of other stuff coming up as well. But I did mention Microsoft is now offering a $20 a month pro version of its Copilot AI. That adds the generative AI to Word, PowerPoint, Outlook, and OneNote on PC, Mac, and iPad. So that's not going to be part of 365. That's right. That's going to be an add-on to yeah. it. So yeah. So if you're a heavy-duty office user and you're doing reports and emails and schedules, you will love this. For the average mm. person, no. we can do it right into the Edge browser, or you can download the Copilot app. It'll do a fair number of those things. Mm -hmm. But if you ask it to condense that 270-page report into one page with action items, that's where you'd need the Copilot Pro. I see. And what was the price that you said? $20 a month. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. That's as much as is Netflix at twenty dollars a month yet. Yeah, but if you're a, but if you work in an office environment and you're doing that kind of stuff yes. and you're the executive assistant, you are going to hug Microsoft for this one because <laughs> they've really got it fine tuned. So there you go. All in the show notes. Item number eighteen for a Copilot Pro, nineteen for the new Image Creator from Designer. Try it out. I love showing, having people and the look in their faces when they create their first picture or oh, yeah. poem or recipe. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Gary Beyer from Tesseract Computers and Brian Pavlicic, next Saturday we will be joined by none other than Ricky Winter from the Telecom Mall, Telecom Center, London Drugs store where he is their tech experience manager a clarification here this is important to do i appreciate you keeping us on track we were talking about the circle to search feature that will be coming to the s24 phones using ai uh listener points out that that's actually google technology and it will not only be available on the s24 but also on the new google pixel phone okay so they're using the ai chip that samsung is putting in to add that feature so some of those are google features some of those are Samsung Galaxy features. They're specific to the Galaxies. Okay. I Thank have you. more faith that Google will do it properly <laughs> than I did with Samsung, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, but keep in mind that if it's a Google technology, when you circle and search for something, it now knows you're interested in cowboy boots. I mean, sure, but that's if you're on an Android voice device, yeah, you I'm signed up for all that anyway. Point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking as well about the Apple settlement coming where you're mm-hmm. going to have to give them the serial number. And Rick says, a Toronto Star article says that along with providing the serial number, you must attest that you downloaded iOS version 10.2.1 on an iPhone 6 or 11.2 on an iPhone 7. And he asks, quite rightly, how would you know when, if you downloaded a specific iOS? There is no way of knowing knowing. that. That is the software, 10.2.1 and 11.2, that brought in the battery throttling feature. Back then, we were constantly telling you, new updates. Do your updates. Please, your up- yep. Now they're automatic, yep. and we still tell you. But So I think that you're fairly going to be able to sleep with a good conscience if you attest that yep. you did download that. Yeah, but that's a, that's a really good question. Okay, um, one here from Bruce. Asked, Is there any iOS or MacBook application that can scan handwritten 8.5 by 11 pages and allow for searching and possibly indexing of the documents? Bruce, I'm happy to report this one's really simple. Now, the handwritten has to be clear. Yes. If it's 1912, you know, fancy handwritten with a quill pen, probably not. But try it with something printed first. Mm-hmm. So you get to use it. All you do is just simply open up the camera on your iPhone, point it at the text, as I've got a newspaper article in front of me, and you will see uh, three lines with photo corners appears down in the bottom right corner. You tap on that, and it captures the text. And then it gives you the choice of selecting all or part of it, and you copy it, and then you can paste it into Word, or Notes, or Pages, or an email, whatever you want. It's brilliant at capturing the text. And you don't have to take a picture. You just do that. I'm going to try that on my handwriting when I get to the store. Yeah, that would be the key. A doctor's prescriptions would be horrible. You'd kill somebody. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, um, other than that, I'll ask Brian if he knows of any more powerful software for doing OCR that's specific for handwriting. There is a OCR 
uh, text to, oh, it's an app. It's a white magnifying glass one for Windows. Brian, do you know of any specific OCR software for a Mac that would um, do handwriting in particular? It's a specialized uh, skill. Yeah, I know. I'd have to look it up. I can't, I can't recall. Okay, leave that one yeah. with us, Bruce. We'll try and have the answer to that one for you for next week. But in the meantime, just simply try that on your iPhone or your iPad. You don't have to take a picture. You open up the camera. You point it at the text. And look for that little symbol that appears down in the bottom right. Three lines with four photo corners around it. Tap that, and it will grab the stuff. And then you can select as little or as much as you want. Copy it paste it into the program of your choice. There we go. That's a good one. Um, another homework video, uh, if, if we can, Brian, because there's, there's some really uh, good ones there. These are all listed down in the show notes there. And this is Paris, as you know, hosting the 2024 Summer Olympics. They are spending $10 billion on a makeover, 10 billion US to makeover to prepare to host the Olympics. They're not building a lot of new stuff. Mm -hmm. They're repurposing facilities. And when it comes to facilities, wow, do they have some awesome venues. The most iconic of all Parisian sites, the Eiffel Tower. At its foot, a temporary arena will be set up for beach volleyball. And just a short walk away, the gardens of the Trocadero will take center stage for the opening ceremony. In addition, famous squares such as La Concorde will be used as open venues, and even some historical bridges will be incorporated into events like cycling and the triathlon. As we move further from the city center into the surrounding Ile-de-France region, we'll also be met with many impressive venues. The colossal Stade de France will host the rugby and athletics, as well as the closing ceremony. The Palace of Versailles, one of the most famous sites in the whole of France, will be used as a temporary arena. Or more specifically, its famous gardens, where the equestrian and modern pentathlon will be held. North. Yeah, go watch this video. This is really cool. I give them credit for this one. I mean, you get to go and have beach volleyball, Gary, in the shadow of the Eiffel Tower. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That's a genius idea. I don't think anyone has done anything yeah. like this for the Olympics before. No. But maybe they don't have as many historical sites as France yeah. does. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of them. So that's item 43 in the Tech Talk show notes, homework videos. Right below that, we've talked about these guys in the past. They're Jaybird Films. Their introductory resume for how to fly a drone was flying in and out of a bowling alley. And they did one continuous yes. shot a few years ago. And we went, wow, okay, that you're going to get a lot of business. They did, and they just got hired to record the opening U2 concert inside the massive new Las Vegas Sphere. The video that's there shows you how they did it. Remember, you're inside a giant sphere full of 70,000 people, and you're flying drones over their head capturing video. There's a lot of legalities involved there. They pulled it off spectacularly and blew their own minds, as well as the U2 crew, so... Go watch that one down there. And then the other one from a musical thing. I love people that go the extra mile or kilometer. This is the Danish National Symphony Orchestra with Tuva Semingsen. You may remember we featured a video from them a couple years ago. They did the original, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And they reached out to Ennio Morricone, the composer, and mm -hmm. his family and said, okay, we've got the charts, all that, but how did he make those unique sounds? 
Oh, yeah. He said, well, you can do this. And they go, no, no, what did he use? And they found the rare South American instruments like the ocarina. Mm -hmm. They've done the same thing here. So while you're going to hear the sound in a second, you have to watch the video to appreciate the attention to detail, complete with the ears as they do the full Lord of the Rings suite. This is a big orchestra, and they are good. Complete with costumes. I'll leave it there. If you love Lord of the Rings, if you love Symphony, go and find that one. I have number 46 in the show notes. Thank you to everybody who sent that. Oh, man. It takes me back. I thought it would. They are apparently bringing that um, to IMAX here in Victoria. They're going to do them all back-to-back. -back. Oh, yeah. In IMAX. Not wow. just in Extended the IMAX theater, but or? in IMAX. Yes, in oh IMAX. So, a, yeah, so, so long. There we go. So, anyway, and right below that in the homework videos are sign of the week. So, there we go. Okay, quick break. And, Susie, you're up next on the phone lines. As we continue on Tech Talk here, text from Scott. Hi, Tech Talk guys. I'm really enjoying the new notes format. Thank you. What I do miss from the old notes is the ability to save YouTube videos to watch later. I like to quickly preview the videos and save them to watch later when I have time to watch them. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. When you look at the show notes, when you see the video there, there should be a watch later up in the upper right corner of the video. If not, when you click on the video to play it, you should see then a YouTube symbol in the bottom right. Brian, and you can click on that. That will open it up in YouTube. Yeah, yeah the, once you start to play it, you'll get the timeline, the play button and stuff on the bottom and the, on the right-hand side of that is the YouTube button. And usually just one click will open it on YouTube, but I find that actually isn't necessarily working. I often have to right-click on it and say open in a new tab. Okay, so either way, you've got that one. But I, I haven't even tried the watch later. Oh, yeah, apparently just added it to mine. I don't know how <laughs> it knows what account I'm signed into, yeah. but... There you go. Uh, hello, gentlemen. I think this is a scam, but I'm not sure, says a person whose phone number ends in 1532. I got a text message from a 226 phone number asking me if I'm interested in part-time at-home work. Hmm. It is a scam. Oh, yeah. yeah. So instead of just deleting it, click on delete and report junk, and that will get reported. Or if it's on an iPhone, or you could do it on Android as well, you can forward it to 7726. That stands for S-P-A-M. By law in Canada, your carrier is required to take action. They will send you an automated reply back saying either thank you, we're on it, or thank you, what number did it say it came from? And either way, they will track it down and do the yeah, it's a scam. Uh, another text here, the Apple battery gate settlement that's coming up. Yep. Does it apply to the iPhone 6S and the 7 Plus? Yes. Any iPhone 6 or 6S, 6 Plus, 7 Plus, any of the iPhones that had a 6 or a 7. Stay tuned, because again, that's going to court for approval, and then Gary will get the details. Yep. But that's 150 bucks. So of all the ones we've done, I think that's the biggest one. It is. Yeah. Uh, from Leona, I have an old tower PC that I want to get info off before recycling it. Can I still access the info? Also, where can I recycle it securely? You can definitely access the info as long as the hard drive can still be spun up. 
if not, then we deal with a company in Vancouver that can rebuild a hard drive. If you really need, if the you info, really need, because or if you not, just want to make sure it's gone. Yeah, it's not it's not inexpensive to do that. But yeah, if as long as the hard drive can spin up, we can get the information off of it, and we will recycle that computer for you at no charge. So nothing goes into the landfill; it nope. all gets responsibly recycled. Okay, my. Oh, oh, back to the phone lines and Susie. Thank you, Susie, for waiting. Hi there. Hi, thank you. How can we help? Well, I'm getting a very uh, annoying notification on my Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, browser is infected, attention virus detected, you know, and then has an option to remove virus, takes me to something McAfee. Um, but I know it's, I know it's, it's just something annoying. I know it's not I'm annoying. Not. It's a scam. The question is how you get rid of it, Both Brian. True. Right. Yeah, that's so, correct. So I believe from what we were talking about, you're saying it's it's showing it's popping up in the top right hand corner where your Mac notifications show up. Um, right. So what's likely happened is a website or service has tricked you into allowing notifications in Safari. Are you using Safari as your primary browser? Yes. Okay. Then then that would be the route. Yeah. So in Safari, um, you can. Anybody else that has a Mac, please do this. Notifications were a great idea, but on both Windows and on Mac, they've been hijacked Mm. for malicious purposes. Yeah, for the most part, I want them off all the time. If I want to check my email, I will check my email. Thank you. But uh, so if you're in Safari, in the Apple menu at the very top, click on the where it says Safari, and you'll get a drop down, and you can go to Settings. Uh, Within Settings, there look for the in the header for the Websites tab. Once you're in the Websites tab, there um, you want to scroll down on the left to choose, um, w- you know, what what section you're looking under. And you want to go yeah. to the notifications, notifications section, and there will be a list of all the sites um, that and what permission is set for the notifications. Like, are they allowed or do you deny them the rights to show? Um, Tell them, deny them. Tell them no notifications, period. Yes. Yeah, so I would just probably go through that whole list. Anything that snuck its way on there, hit Is deny. there one switch that allows you the way there is on Windows to turn off notifications, period, for Safari? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, what I, I tell w- you what, how about if you and I will team up, Brian, and for next week's show notes, we'll put how to turn off notifications on the various browsers. Yeah, one thing that you can toggle on on this page I'm talking about yep. is there's a, a toggle for allow websites to ask permission to send notifications. No, turn that off. You do not want that, to even yeah. give them the right to because they're going to try to trick yeah. you into saying, yes, like, I want you to spam the heck like out of me. Like a switch that says permission to hit me on the head. Yeah. No, <laughs> turn it off. But we'll do that. We'll come up with a thing. So, Susie, that might have been a little fast for you there. The clock is running. But Brian and I, I will put that. instructions into the show notes for next week's on how to turn off notifications for all your different browsers. There's unfortunately the horses out of the barn and I don't know that they're going to put one back in. So Susie's not waiting. I'll just, I'll find an, I know there's some good articles on it. I'll yeah. find one now to just post in this week's note, but we can, we can go in depth. Okay. Back with our final segment after this. Final few minutes for Hockey Day in Canada edition. Before we go any further, um, a passing to note here. singer of the Shangri-Las has passed away at 75. There we go. That's She was the only member of the group, Gary, that stayed with the Shangri-Las from the beginning until they broke up. Yeah. They went through all sorts of other members, but amazing. So I have, I love the legacy of people like that. They're gone, but we can, we can do that. Um, we mentioned the Samsung smartphones. 
Uh, Samsung also this week unveiled its new 8K Neo QLED TVs for 2024. Four times more pixels than a 4K TV, so it's got a resolution of 7680 by 4320. That's impressive. And the sets range in price from $1,800 to $6,300 Canadian, depending on your size. That's impressive, too, that they've come down that far. So that's the cutting edge, 8K QLED. So there. Well, even nicer is it's going to drive the 4K TVs down even farther in price. Yes, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Item 14 in the show notes. Uh, we mentioned the travel tip 25 years ago this week. The first BlackBerry was released. Quarter century. It was called the BlackBerry 850. It was a two-way pager with an integrated email and a monochrome screen. Released in 1999, Brian, at a price of $499. In $1999. Wow, that's a steal. <laughs> yeah. Compared to what we pay now. Like, my, what, my iPhone's like $1,400, $1,500 now. Yeah. I showed this to Emma, our, our, our German yeah. exchange student, last night. She goes, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I showed her, and she goes, well, that's cute. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, that was the very first one. Now, there were devices before that under the RIM Research in Motion brand, but they didn't do the integrated two-way what nope. became email. Became email. This was before email. Remember then, before wow. dinosaurs? At their height of their popularity in 2011, uh, Research in Motion had 85 million BlackBerry devices in use worldwide. Two years later... They missed the boat on the emergence of iPhones and Android phones and touch and all that, and they were gone. So there you go. I put the picture for memories in there, if you remember one fondly, item 25 in the show notes. Yeah. Sadly, the founder of uh, BlackBerry was too busy trying to get himself a hockey team instead of focusing on his core business. Lots of good documentaries about that. Yeah. Uh, regular Tech Talk listener uh, Peter um, got a 3D printer for Christmas. He was like a kid in a candy store uh-huh. texting me pictures. Within a couple hours, he was printing all sorts of objects. Uh, so he sent me some pictures, and I popped them into the show notes to show how far 3D printers have come. This printer, $249 at Industrial Plastics mm-hmm. and Paint on Oak Street, takes him about 10 hours to 3D print each of these objects. You just hit the start button, feed in the, the PLA material, and he's done an awesome dragon yep. and a pen holder, and his very first ones are last in the notes. They're a rabbit and a boat. But take a look, 250 bucks. So it's, it's come a long way. Um, we, you may have heard this on the news, iPhone crash detection has saved two men after an ATV rollover crash up near Nanus Bay. They didn't know they had this feature. Yep. So when they went down the embankment down about a hundred feet, it automatically used satellite alert to send the crash detection to RCMP who called Aerosmith Rescue. A couple people called me and said, do I have this on my phone? It's on all iPhone 14 and 15 models, Brian, and also Apple Watch Series 8 and 9, yep. Apple Watch SE, and Watch Ultra. If that's something that would be important to you, check the switch. It's under Settings, Emergency SOS, Call After Serious Crash. Item number 26 in the show notes. 27 is how to disable notifications for a given website on your Mac. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. There we go. Okay. Uh, what else? There's a whole bunch of texts and emails here. I'm going to stay after the show and try and get back to more of you. How do I find if my email address is sold on the dark web from Mandy? Go and check Have I Been Pwned? Have I Been P-W-N-E-D dot com and do that. Gary, thank you. No, thank you very much. It's been fun. Find Gary down at Tesseract Computers. 
where he is going to be having that $225 laptop Saturday, 12.30 until 2 p.m., and then again on Monday on Broughton near Douglas. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Next weekend, Ricky, we will leave you with the Danish National Symphony Orchestra and the Lord of the Wings Suite. the hockey, and so it goes.